Not quite your ordinary house, that's for sure. Hello and welcome everybody to the third episode of Memory Card Memoirs. Today we're talking about the Resident Evil Remake, the very first game. And with me I have my uh, personal friend and resident huge fucking weeb, Nate. <laughs> Nate Thank you, going, man. man. Thank you. Good, good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. It's good timing, too, with the, the anniversary and everything. So. Yeah. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. I almost forgot. <laughs> As of recording today, it is the anniversary of the first Resident Evil game. Uh, it came out 20 years ago in Japan. Obviously, this episode will come out a lot later, so it'll be a bit after. But Wild. And we're Wild, doing it man. at night, too, and it's a little spooky. <laughs> you know? Got the lights off and everything. No, Got to build I'm the mood. I'm sitting in the dark. <laughs> I'll put I'll put some of the spooky music from the game in and it'll be just be a good time. I love it. That's fucking that's sick. <laughs> um you know, let's let's get right to it. What what is yeah, your man. history with this this amazing remake? So like Resident Evil as a whole used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. My cousin had brought over like Code Veronica X um, when I was younger, mm -hmm. and and I just remember going through the first few like doors and the, even the loading screen where the door like slowly opens used to scare me. So I couldn't even like I had this game. My cousin had this first one too when we were younger, but I couldn't play it. I was too scared. I used to watch him play this one, Code Veronica, and Resident Evil Two, but I'd be like hiding under a blanket half the time watching it. So. <laughs> Years later, like I went back and I was finally, I think it was Code Veronica that I had played first. And after playing it, I was like, wow, I friggin like this style of game. Like I had never played the, the first style of Resident Evil until then. Mm -hmm. And I actually enjoyed it and like just the way it kind of worked and stuff. So I decided, I was like, man, like no more tank controls. I think I'll go back and, and give the remake a try. So it's probably a couple years ago now that I played it and it was amazing it was so hard the first time so friggin hard um the first run is always like i had no ammo i had to restart it i think two or three times because i screwed up stuff and just didn't know i shouldn't kill zombies at certain uh, yeah. points and stuff are you like a fight or flight kind of boy I, I, you know what, now that I've played it a couple times, I'm more of a flight guy, like, I know which rooms I need to, to kill the zombies in, and I know which rooms I need to just run away, because I don't really need it. There are some rooms that I'll, like, sacrifice a zombie, just leave them in there and kite them, like, uh, you know, the upper floor of the dining hall, there's just a yeah, zombie yeah. that walks endless, I just leave that guy, I just do a lap every time <laughs> I'm up there. Once in a while, he catches me, and I'll just, like, curse myself out and reload a save, but usually, like, a couple guys I'll save. It's it's the second half where you you need all that ammo when yeah. you just have all these just things filling the house and those little like the reptile hunter guys and stuff. Oh man, we'll we'll get into those guys a bit a bit more later because Jesus Christ, <laughs> do, do you do you remember at like what point in your life you you played the remake or or is it? Yeah, it was actually a lot later when it had come out. Like it was um I'm trying to even think it was probably maybe maybe two years after it had just come out like i didn't jump really? right into Damn. it yeah so I, I didn't jump right right into it that was when i like during that kind of time is when i ended up playing code veronica i think i had just it was like around halloween and i, I had just decided to binge like a bunch of resident evil games and so i did the the modern ones first obviously because those are the ones i was familiar with mm -hmm. and then after i decided to play remake and zero and that was my first time playing them for the first time it was brutal i didn't get it done by halloween no not a <laughs> chance just because it was so friggin' hard, but yeah. it was so much fun, man. So, did you play it on the GameCube or? 
I never got to play it on the GameCube, actually. My cousin, he brought the original PS1 one over oh, when dang. we were younger. And then, yeah, and then so I missed kind of that mid one, like the mid version. So my, my first one playing it was on the PlayStation 4. Okay, so this was like yeah. at least, you know, five, six years ago then, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, damn. I mean, so you're in high school or early college? It was early college. It would have been when okay, I went to it. So, so we, yeah, we've pretty much had the same experience and my, the same kind of timing. Yeah, eh? my first t- time with it was my f- first year of college or my first year of university. So I, f- I first mm. moved to Ottawa, and it was Halloween, and I didn't play it at first. I watched a let's play of it. I actually watched the fucking <laughs> Game Grumps play it. Oh, <laughs> awesome! I've seen that. I've seen that playthrough. Yeah, and. Um, because they were doing, they do like their Halloween thing every year, and I was like, man, I've heard so much about this game, and I, I you know, people say the remake is so legendary. And you and I, I know we had like very different post-secondary experiences. Like you did res, you yeah, definitely you, yeah. Like you made friends, you partied. I had the complete <laughs> opposite. I did university. I like moved into my first apartment with a girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't do res. I made no fucking friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not trying to be a downer, but I was like super lonely all the time. Cause like, no, you're you're in the right state for a Resident Evil exactly. game to just That's like invest in say. that, right? Like that isolation is like the perfect time to no. like sit there and yeah, and soak it. in a game like this, man. Like it, this is the perfect game for that kind of feeling. It's because. You know, when I moved there, there was our some of our friends still lived in Ottawa, like Dalton and Chris and Josh. Mm. But I was so new to the city and city life, and they had all their own stuff going on. It's like these people are here, but that makes me feel even more alone, right? And then yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. That's when I I learned that Casey was also in Ottawa, and he lived pretty close to me, and he was just kind of you know. This is how your bromance started? I actually didn't yeah. know you guys didn't know at first. Like, I thought you guys hung out right from the get-go. That's funny. No, because I knew, like, thinking about back to high school, right, because that's when we met, is that mm-hmm. first, I knew Nathan. Mm-hmm. Like, because him and my brother were friends, and then, because you were a popular guy in high school, and, like, not to toot my own horn, but I kind of was too, right? So I just yeah, wanted definitely. to, yeah. like, hang out with you because I thought your friend group was super cool. And my friend group was, they were kind of more chads. Right? They wanted to like. <laughs> there's a little more like the volleyball team guys and like the basketball team guys. And then there's like my group and we just, we're just like nerds. We're just Naruto kids. But that's the thing. You were like cool nerds. Like that's, that's who I was deep down. Like I was just yeah, bullshitting, man. hanging out with like all the sports guys. It's like, man, I wish my friends, like, knew what Death Note was and shit. (laughs) I feel you. No, I feel you. And it's funny because way later, like, when I had found out, like, when when our friend groups kind of merged, I found out you were into all that stuff. I think it was around when you started kind of hanging out with Jesse and stuff. I was like, damn, I never really even knew me and Sterling had this much in common. Like, I wish we had done this all the way through high school, just fucking playing games and shit. That's the thing. There's so much lost time. Because Jesse was on my bus, right? And we would, like, yeah. talk every now and then, but I thought Jesse was kind of like this farmer hick guy. <laughs> <laughs> not, like, hardcore. Not, like, hardcore. No, I know what you mean, though. Like, but you didn't... <laughs> <laughs> then, um... 
you know, I started hanging out with you guys more. I think you were in grade 12 and I was in grade 11 because there's yeah. a year difference between us, right? And I was like, oh, okay, these guys, are they know what's up. They know what's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, man, fuck, I don't even know where we were going with this. I, well, like, to be honest, too, it's funny you bring that up because my first memory of you, and I don't even know if it's the first time we encountered each other, was you did, like, a like for a truth thing on, like, Facebook. Oh, my God. And you don't wrote on my that wall. Up. That's crazy. Bro, you wrote on my wall something amazing. <laughs> you wrote this, like, beautiful thing, and then you ended it with just, like, keep being you or something just, like, so <laughs> nice. I was just like, this kid is a fucking beauty. Like, <laughs> that's so nice of you. It was something like that. I'll have to find it someday but it was so good that was my first i think that was before we even really talked in person when we just kind of knew about each other yeah, through was mutuals, Madoc, like jesse right? and stuff yeah we all knew yeah okay. everyone's like aware of each other but <laughs> oh man again how did we even get here <laughs> literally literally to talk about resin and, th- and that's the funny thing too is i would say i don't know maybe i'm, I'm speaking out of turn here but me and you are probably the most prominent resident evil players in the group like i i think you're the only other guy i know that's played like every single one almost has, like me has jesse even played them i don't think him and i have i don't think so I don't think so. Like, I, he plays them with me. I'll sit him and force him to play through, like, Resident Evil 7 or something. But yeah. I don't think he usually plays them on his own. Casey's played most of them, hasn't he? I think so. I think so. I don't know if Casey had a PS3, though. So I don't know. He's definitely played 4. Every, everyone has to have played 4. Yeah, or else they're not, true. like, human beings. So it's... it's uh, He's definitely played most of them, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the older ones, though. I know how we got here. I was talking about Casey and how I met Casey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. There we go. There we go. So, yeah, like, you know, I was in college. I knew, like, Casey and I had a lot in common. So I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we just, like, I was like, hey, I live in Ottawa. Like, let's chill and hang out. And we just started, like, playing Smash all the time. And our fucking eternal rivalry grew from there. <laughs> and then, you know, we eventually lived together because he wanted to move out. And we had an extra bedroom. And that whole I, What a wild saga. You guys living roommates and stuff. That The whole lost chapter down there. Half, half the time I forget it. It's like, I forget I literally lived with Casey for, like, a year or two. <laughs> it was a wild ride. A lot happened in that house. And you guys did this Halloween thing together during that? Like, that's why it... Which Halloween? Like... Like, the the Resident Evil thing? You ended up playing with Casey? Uh... No, no. Because my first Halloween with it was just watching the Let's Play. Oh, that's right. That's when right. I, when I just lived on my own. And mm-hmm. then... Um, the next time I played it was the first charity stream. I, I, oh, okay. I played Remake because I'm like, oh, you know, we did it during Halloween and this is the perfect game. Yeah. Uh, How was it going into it for the first time playing it on, on like, a stream? That's scary. Like, that's a game I want, I'd want to rehearse before I showed anyone me playing it. Just cause it's so hard. It it's was so frustrating. It was fun, but it was bad entertainment value because I was super <laughs> confused, right? So I was just, like, walking around. And wandering halls yeah, and stuff so like, i feel like yeah. anyone watching was like yo this is super boring <laughs> <laughs> no no you know and that's like any any resident evil playthrough for the first like three four times is just like forgetting which key you have or which door you have the key to and just checking every single door again and mm-hmm. stuff like it's but it's so funny so methodical i 
Because, you know, I, I rebought it on the PS4, and God, does that game look good. Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I, think I know. This is one of those games that will never age. Like, it'll always look good. The textures, like, everything, just the, even with the, like, fixed camera angles and stuff, it's mm-hmm. so gorgeous looking. The lighting and stuff, too, in some of the corridors. It's A couple of the rooms with, like, the aged furniture. You can see, like, the dust and stuff and yeah. the, the etchings I, on the mirrors and things. Because you know how Final Fantasy VII Remake had some, like, pre-rendered shit? It was... It, big time the sky boxes when yeah. you're climbing up the the thing there's some really brutal areas in yeah. there it's really disappointing and then you compare it to this and this is just like fine wine like it, it really is like this they've touched every corner of the camera's angles mm. with like a, a paintbrush almost in these rooms and, and what's so funny is how architecturally different each of the rooms are that's like a running joke in resident evil but this this way of playing it really depicts it when you walk into the room and you just see like these dank spider webs <laughs> and glowing candles in the corners and stuff and it um every part of this game oozes atmosphere which is so important in like any any horror game right big time big time and it's one of those games where you feel weird standing by a window because anytime oh. something could just like bust through it or something so like. so my first game like resident evil game was resident evil 2 on the ps1 and i played this when i was like six or seven <laughs> And Were you good at it? Was no, it? Oh my god! <laughs> no. So what happened was, I was playing the game, no idea what I was doing. Right, like I was so young, I had no idea how to play a puzzle game, let alone a horror, like a survival horror. And what happened was, something busted through a wall and grabbed me, and I immediately like, <laughs> like smashed my PS One to turn it off and like threw the controller, and I was like, I'm never ever playing this game again this is terrifying and i i've never gone back to it since i'm fucking 24 now i have never replayed like i've played the remake obviously but not the og I resident evil it. 2 it's it's right above me on my game shelf like i display <laughs> you it. said that's like one of your first ones yeah that you put up on your shelf and stuff that's that's so sick though it, yeah it just freaked me out and then when i went back to this game because i played like resident evil 4 5 6 and 7 Going back to this, which is like super duper, like the quintessential iconic survival horror game, right? I was like, man, yeah, this is different. Even just moving it, it, around, it's its own genre, almost yeah. completely separate from those other games. Like it's, I'd almost put it closer to like a point and click puzzle game mixed with a survival game, yeah. whereas the other ones are like action games or something. It, and I, I remember playing it for the first time, and I was like, yo, I like the style better i like mm. consi- like having to think about my ammo and and how to get around them like get around more efficiently and if i should be yes. bodies and shit like that and yo that was just the game screams like pure good level design or good game yeah. design when you're thinking about that all the time you're like okay if i could go through this corridor this way i know there's two zombies in there so i won't have to use this much ammo like it's it's so methodical the way the game is laid out and there's such replay value to it right like even not even the fact that there's two different characters to play as it's just that like 
there's something just to go through try to beat your times or yeah. try to try to efficiently beat it without using the the item box or without saving and things there's yeah. so many as soon as i actually beat it recently we were talking to to do this podcast and as soon as i beat it i jumped back in and started another jill save after being at his chris because i was just like man like i just want to keep going like it's fun man before we can like continue i have to explain to you how much my life has centered around Resident Evil 1 this past like two damn weeks. it yeah I I've been watching a let's play of it I've been reading a book on like the the development of the first game by boss fight books it's so good you'd fucking love this book um I've been playing the original and I've been watching video essays like all the time like I saw you tweet about the video essays. I've, I didn't know about the book, though. Yeah, I've, I've never been so prepared to talk about a fucking game. <laughs> My <laughs> notes for this episode is like a fucking short story. <laughs> That's insane. good, though, There's man. There's so That's much hyped. to talk about. Literally, literally. When you start, do you always go Chris or Jill? Or do you switch it up? So, like, when I had first played, I didn't realize that Chris has the less... Um, the less uh, like inventory spaces or mm -hmm. whatever it was. So I, I had started playing as Jill, and in both times I had I played it twice first as Jill, and then I didn't jump in till after as Chris, and I realized <laughs> how much friggin' harder Chris's was. Like, yeah. it's not that it's harder. It's just I I probably went to the item box fifteen thousand more times than mm -hmm. I did in the Jill playthrough, and like I almost I never carried extra clips of ammo. I only just carried the gun with a full clip, <laughs> like stuff so like that. Like, I'm sorry. I, don't even bother. No, yeah. the knife goes in the item box. <laughs> even the pistol, half the game goes in the item box when I'm not using it and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, it's... The the hardest thing... I, I usually play Jill. Um, the reason being is you get the shotgun a lot earlier because yeah. Barry helps you with that puzzle. Fucking That's Barry. a big thing. The grenade launcher is so much easier <laughs> for the hunters. Like, the acid rounds. Because with Chris, you pretty much... Like, I just waste the magnum. Um half the time but mm -hmm. i love having the magnum for the end of the game so i just find jill's the mansion to me is the hardest part of the game because the mansions when you're getting established you're collecting things and you can lose the stuff that you're collecting really fast you can so really just I, fuck up your run right you can screw the whole thing up right from the mansion if you don't efficiently do the mansion it's you might as well restart mm -hmm. the other two are shorter there's a lot more ammo and you're a lot stronger by that point but i, I find jill's mansion part at the start is easier just because of the way they set her up so usually usually i tend to go jill but because they added the fucking bicep chris like the resident <laughs> evil 5 chris like that's tempting too I, I have to play that too there's just something about the way he looks that's so awesome just fucking punching boulders and shit <laughs> anime hero chris he's just he's just compared to the like random like everyday man chris mm -hmm. that they normally have this guy is just like his bicep is the size of the other man <laughs> it's so good <laughs> man isn't it like i didn't even notice until i literally watched a video today you know how in resident evil 7 how chris comes in at the end and he has another new character design yeah and then yeah, yeah. In, in like the new resident evil 8 he goes back to kind of his he old back to mid between them yeah and he has like that if, if you do the math on how old he is in Resident Evil 8, he's, like, almost hitting 60. And this dude is just a beast. 
He's like literally like still kicking it, fighting like werewolves, vampires. After like literally in six, he had his whole platoon wiped out and got PTSD, got it back together, and then had his like best man killed in action at the very end and he still he just keeps getting up man he just keeps coming back for more and then at the end of resident evil 7 he just looks fine he's like i'm here to save you it's all it's okay <laughs> he just literally shows up in the helicopter he's like oh it's all over now bro you solved everything let's go home it's like, you know please. how like you know as you get older and your tastes kind of change and you kind of realize when stuff is bullshit like, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. even back then when I first played Resident Evil 7 and they just shoehorn him in at the end. I was like, this feels really fucking weird. It it did. Like, it, it was almost I I wanted to think of it like at the end of a Marvel movie when the credits close. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man, Chris is here. But instead, they just kind of toss him at you. And he's just like, hey, here's a gun, bro. And just like yeah. the game just kind of ends and you don't even really know his affiliation with the game or like, i don't know it just wasn't very rewarding he's working with umbrella with like, umbrella like no neo sense. umbrella it, it and that stuff too they added in that like dlc chapter at the end too where he's working that. with umbrella it's really weird it's almost like a shooter it's he hunts lucas down in the mines yeah and it basically just fills in this stuff that like lucas was also working for a like umbrella or something too it's very it the story after i i don't know maybe after five and six as convoluted as they were the story just kind of derails and they just start making like neo umbrella Mm -hmm. and bsaa2 or something like that i forget what it was in revelations but it's a whole other thing that's one of the reasons why i like this first game so much is the story is so contained it's so clear and concise like it's this is the problem we go here and then people go missing and it's it one thing i will say though is like throughout the game they keep treating it like an investigation when they're in like all-out warfare (laughs) like it's they keep saying oh i'll go investigate this and it's like man you've killed like 20 zombies already like how is this investigating bravo team is fucking dead And three quarters of Alpha Team is wiped out, and they're like, "Go investigate some more." Chris, can you go check this out for me? He's just like you're, just like in the bar, like testing out the music on the thing, and it's like there's the corpse of your comrade just out in the living room outside. Like, it's I love when you're like, you know, three quarters of the way through the game, and you finally see Wesker again for the first time, and he's like, "Chris, we yeah. should investigate more." And it's what. <laughs> Dude, can you please stay with me? I'm terrified. He just, like, randomly leaves you ammo in the the safe rooms with a note that's like, you might need this, bro, and just, like, is gone for half the game. Mr. wears fucking sunglasses in a dark mansion. (laughs) In the dark, yeah. And then only to just, like, screw you over in that fucking, the lab at the end. And you're just like, what the hell, man? One of my favorite lines in that game is actually, like, the first three minutes when it's during the first like cutscene when the dogs are like eating your friends outside <laughs> and Chris runs out of ammo when he's shooting at them and then Whisker or Wesker comes and pops one and he like there's like 0.005% or like 5 seconds between when he shoots his gun and when he yells at Chris it's like pow Chris come this way like he says it so <laughs> so <fast>. quickly <laughs> 
And then it just cuts to them. I don't know why I find it so comical. Like they There's did not give time. something about the situation in the whole thing. Like it's, it's so good. It's so awkwardly fast but calm. It, it, that's the the thing I think that makes it so funny is you're in the middle of this like actually like horrible situation yeah. like the one of the worst most desperate things ever but all the characters are just so relaxed they're like let's go investigate the dining room now and they just like walk over four bodies and three like blood pools into the room and they're like hmm what is this candlestick <laughs> doing here <laughs> I. I hear a lot of people say they like that about the characters, that they're, like, they stay calm because they're supposed to be, like, these experienced soldiers, pretty much. But I feel like that makes no sense. Or I feel like the game would be more scary if, like, Jill and Chris were just terrified. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Like, I, I find it off-putting that they're so... Like, I, I understand in 4 when it became, like, a B-movie and Leon yeah. is just like, that makes sense. Yeah, but, like, in these games, like, almost kind of, like, one of the best kind of characters, and, and some people will argue against this, but I really like playing as Jason Brody in Far Cry 3 because at the start, he, like, is terrified. Yeah. When you, like, kill a guy, he's like, oh, my God, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I, I like characters that are new to this and you're kind of getting into it with them. I'm trying to think of other characters that develop in that way, but I, I agree. Like, just the, the f something about it, it, I even found, like, Resident Evil 3 Remake was a little bit more interesting because Jill was sometimes a little bit more vulnerable. She was still kind of a badass, mm -hmm. but there were some times where she seemed a little scared. But but I agree. Like there's there's something off-putting about the fact that they're so just like unfazed. They just like walk out into this cabin with this little girl demon zombie and just like walk out and forget about it and don't tell anyone the next day. Like it's yeah. so strange. When uh, when you play as Jill and you like go down in the mines and you find Barry and Lisa Trevor's just like, you know, slowly approaching and he's like, Jill, hand me my gun. And it's like, dude, I'd be begging this chick for that revolver. Man. Literally, like, give me this gun. And she's like, slowly, you can hear the chains clinking and stuff. And oh, like, man. It's least... I, I think I need to turn my room lights on. I'm scared. Like, just talking about this game freaks me out. Lisa Trevor's terrifying, man. I actually, that whole Lisa Trevor, those sections, even, I've played them so many times, and she scares the fuck out of me. Like, the part where you're trapped in the in her house, like her little house, mm -hmm. and she, you kind of have to kite her to get by her, but she almost hits you, like, every time. And they even, they give you, like, a, an item box and a save typewriter in there and everything, so you think it's safe, and then she just walks in the front door or whatever. That that's friggin' scary, man. There's something about her that just she's so much more off-putting than the other NPCs in the game. The the big thing too is 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 one of the biggest parts of this game is the fixed camera angles. And like mm -hmm. when you first go in Lisa's house and you hear the door <laughs> open and close and you're like, Yeah what the fuck was that? And you hear like moan and you're like, Man, that's not a zombie. Yeah, literally, literally that because you're, you're in the farthest room in the house, I think, and mm -hmm. you hear you clearly hear someone enter. Like that's that's so scary, and that's such a cool way to convey it because you have no control over where you're looking. Like I think one of the rooms has a camera angle that looks out into the front entrance, but mm -hmm. then you pass it and you can't see at that point. So, or the the camera angles where it's like you're viewing it from outside a window, and it, it it's literally like someone someone's watching you. 
Yeah, like someone's in the forest watching you through the house as you walk by and stuff. So it's such a cool, again, like it kind of plays into atmosphere where like losing control of the camera kind of makes you feel secluded almost or like you're like watching frantic. someone else. Like, yeah, like yeah, you, you don't, don't feel... Have control. Yeah, compared to like Remake 2 even where you can just, you know, you can look at what you want to look at and stuff. It... it it takes away this element of surprise or fear of what could be around the corner. Like, do I turn here? Cause I can hear moaning and I don't know if I'm going to get grabbed as soon as I turn. One of like the greatest analogies I, I think I've heard about horror is that the most important aspect of horror is a sense of dread and a sense of like unknown. Right. And this game mm -hmm. is, it perfects that. Like it, it's so much better than jump scares to have this like overhanging yeah. fear, and it makes the jump scares so much better when you like walk by windows two, three, four times, and then on the fifth time a fucking dog jumps <laughs> through and you scream and like shit yourself. Like it's so good for that kind of thing. A, a good example of it is like let's say you're standing just in a regular hallway in real life, and you like see somebody at the end of the hallway and they're holding like a gun or a knife you're gonna be super fucking scared right <laughs> yeah but let's say you're standing in the hall and you see something at the end of the hallway but you have no idea what it is and it's like fast approaching you that's terrifying yeah. even just that mental thought is so disturbing to think about but that's it all resident evil right it's like you you hear something in the room but the fixed camera angle is not showing you <laughs> it's fucking it's terrifying so scary man there's when the crimson heads too because they run so much faster you just enter a room and you just hear something sprinting at you clearly and just yeah. turn around and enter the door again because you're like i'm not doing this i'm going a different <laughs> route like, i'm gonna reset the room and come back <laughs> yeah and come back again when i'm more brave <laughs> so true so many times the, there's this one room in the upper left of the hall it's um it, it has, uh, like, a mirror, and you can see yeah, when things yeah, yeah. come around the corner. It's the room with the arrowhead. It always, like, has, like, a crimson head that I never deal with. It's, like, one of my spots I kind of compromise on. So there's a part in it where you can kind of go through a door and go through the next door to the right really quickly. Mm -hmm. But you can always just hear them running at you, and it nearly makes me want to cry when I'm like, I got to go through here. Just, just quickly go and get it over with. I should you not, like, like, even talking about this makes me a little uncomfortable, like, thinking about that, like... <laughs> The crimson heads are so weird. And in that hallway, you know how in that in that hallway, there's that bathroom you go into and you unplug the water from the tub, but then the zombie... <laughs> if you don't yeah. kill that zombie, he goes through the door at a later point when you're in and that hallway. And busts out the door. I've seen that. I've seen that once or twice. And I think that happens in the other side of the house too. And that scare that is the worst thing ever because like, the game leads you up to thinking that can't happen yeah it's like the golden <laughs> rule of video games right he is contained to that room to that room exactly you're like ah as long as i'm not in the room with him you're safe and then he just floods the other room and you're just like what the hell literally man? like screw like the crimson head's already coming after you and then as you're walk like walking past this door like something is banging on it and you're like what the fuck can go wrong now like <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Literally. And just one more. And and one zombie is so much. Like, in this game, one zombie is such a big deal. Yeah. It's such a problem. It, take, it can take eight pistol rounds to kill zombies. <laughs> like, that's insane. 
it almost like compromises your entire room when you like there's a couple halls um later on similar to that where like once it gets flooded with three or four zombies i'm like this room is a is a write-off yeah, now like, i hope i collected everything because i'm never coming through this area yeah. ever again and just kind of circling back is like resident evil one and remake it does like it breaks the rules like the boundaries of video games that are subconsciously built into right like oh enemies can't go through doors once you kill an enemy they're gone like they're dead and as you do that it's like why is their body still staying there like why is and that's the dread right that's like pure dread where you're just like this is not how games work why did they not disappear yeah and my, the first time I played, I'd kind of forgotten about the Let's Play I watched. And I was like, oh, they're dead. They're gone. It's fine. And that first time a zombie came oh. alive, I was like, like, literally, I did the same. I 180'd and, and just left. I, I just I, walked out the yeah, door. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> and it's it's so scary. They'll just, they're laying there in the spot you left them. And then they just get up. Like, they're just like, like yeah. a push-up, like straight up into the air. It just runs straight at you. <laughs> it's oh. so scary. Even, oh man, because the remake still has the door animations, right? Every time you go through yeah. the door, I've played this game like two or three times now. I still, like... Expect something? I'm 100%. I know in my soul nothing is going to happen, but it still freaks me out just a little that something One is going to happen. One of these days, it could, and that's what makes it so you freaky. you like... if they patch that into that game? Just like, that would be so good. Once a playthrough that happens, Oh my god. Just like, even like a zombie is like through the door when it opens or something like yeah. that. Like, it just... Oh, man. But every time you just watch... And it's all these different types of doors like creaking open to this yeah. blackness and stuff. Oh, it's so... Or the staircase when you slowly kind of slump down the stairs and mm-hmm. stuff. I remember... So freaky. Playing... Uh, this is so random. Playing Luigi's Mansion, the first one. <laughs> and they yeah. have that little cutscene of Luigi, like, uh, reaching Opening for the... the door! Yeah. And he's, like, shaking as he goes to open it, right? Like, it's, he's, like, it's scared. so similar. It's, like, that always <laughs> freaked me out as a kid. This Definitely. Like, no, that same. that's... Same idea. Like, there's something about that, like... Again, it kind of plays back into that dread thing in that horror atmosphere where it's just, like, this shouldn't happen, but could it? And, and the game, like, really breaks your expectations for a video game and that's what makes it so friggin scary is you just don't know like what's the next inconvenience mm-hmm. but it not even inconvenience like it's so fun it's so fun to master this game and to, to take these problems and figure out what to do while you're freaking out and stuff yeah uh, to me a big part of this game and the culture around it is like i said earlier just like watching videos on it reading about it and i know <laughs> One of the things that you like to do too, as well as me, is the fucking speed runs of it are so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's so awesome, People man. People just like break these games down to like save just mere seconds. Yeah, it's awesome. so cool. And and the the speed runs teach you so much about playing the game just in a basic playthrough too. It's, like Resident Evil Two and Three Remake are the only games where like I've tried. I'm not tried to speed run them, but it's like I'm gonna try and beat this as fast as I fucking do a, can. Just- do like a five hour run yeah. or like a same man, same. Like I watched a guy do it, and I was like, dude, I want to do this. This looks fun as hell. It's doable, right? You like it see, is, you're like, man, it is. I could actually do this. You don't have to learn anything. You just have to know 
what is optimal and what to skip and like how much you need to fight yeah like there, there's certain rooms you can almost entirely skip there's certain yeah. ammo piles where it's just like you don't ever need this 20 handgun bullets or this gunpowder and, and you know the first time you play these games you go through and hoard everything get to the end of the game and just unload six magnum bullets on the guy and have like my item box i shit you not had like 40 herbs in it just because i <laughs> stockpiled everything and never even need it half the time so, it's it's a satisfying feeling, but it's it's frustrating because you're like, man, there's so many so many things I could have skipped, so much time I could have saved. Yeah, the first time I played, I tried to like go green every room. You know what I mean? I tried to get every yeah. item in every room, just <laughs> just so I could feel more prepared. Yeah, same, same. Like I, I feel weird when you leave a green herb in a room because you didn't have the space for it. Like, I always run to the item man. box, put it back, come back, get the item, put it in the item box, get the thing <laughs> I needed. Like it's. I, I always do this methodical back and forth with the item box. I can't help it. It's just like a strange OCD thing. Yeah, that I I like. I never play as Chris because he has the like or, or, fewer. Uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, fewer inventory just, slots. Those two slots are so crucial for just like yeah. a health or something. Like even just having extra bullets on you, and it's like, man, I can hold a shotgun if I need to. And that's kind of like I was saying like about earlier where Chris's mansion part is harder. In the mansion, you have sometimes where you have three to four key items on you at the same time. And yeah. it's it's too much to juggle in Chris's inventory. So I find with Jill, you have space for weapons and the items and stuff too. Mm -hmm. You can have like two weapons and two healing items and still have fucking four spaces for inventory. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it, – it's, crazy to play through Chris's. Like I said, I did just constant runs to the item box back mm -hmm. and forth. And they screw you over too by making the one doorknob on the one... Oh my god. By the one safe house break until the second half of I the game so I had to go. on my first playthrough and I was like, the, <laughs> I can't go through the door anymore? What the fuck? Like, and it's only one way too, just yeah. to make it taunting. Like, it's so frustrating. I think you get two or three uses out of it or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's I was just baffled. I was like, they gave me this little shortcut and they took it away from me because I abused it. It's like it. the only thing. Literally, they knew. They knew how much people would use it. You use it two or three times. I'm like, nah, we're going to take it back till Wesker comes in with a screwdriver and fixes it for you. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Leaves a note. <laughs> like you said earlier, this game is so meticulously designed. Like It felt like every choice was so methodical. It carefully planned out, like, for yeah. the design. Like, they knew they knew how valuable that corner would be to get to your item box. And they're like, no, you know what? Use it twice, and then we're going to flood the other hall with zombies just to make your day fucking shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, I know this is kind of a, a big statement, but the Spencer Mansion is, is one of, if not the most iconic settings in any video game. Let alone, I, I think so. Let alone I th I think Resident Evil. Between between these two, this and the police station are two of the most – like the video game, mm -hmm. you know, very like beginning of it. And the Spencer Mansion has been redone and revamped into like these random versions so many times. But this is the original Spencer Mansion where it's just all these different parts of houses from different ages mixed together mm -hmm. and – and laboratories and secret things and just this creepy old man's family house that is just deteriorated. Like, well, that's a th one of the things is 
I remember walking into the, like, open foyer at, at the start, right? In the first mm. couple minutes, and it's like, man, this is like an old mansion, but if it's abandoned, like, why is everything kind of clean? Like, yeah, yeah. Why isn't it dirty as hell? Like, it is grungy, right? It still has that old feeling to it, and it's dusty. But, but like, the, like, the floors shine in that yeah. main foyer when you walk in. Like, hey. and, and that was one of the things about this game that really drew me, is, is the atmosphere of, like, I'm alone, but I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, I'm playing as Jill, and I know Barry and Wesker and Chris is somewhere, but it's like, they show up so infrequently. <laughs> You're I, almost always on your own. Yeah. Like, it's... And I remember playing Resident Evil 5 for the first time, and I was like, I don't like how I have this partner character with me all the time. It doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Like, it... it Sheva, Sheva, Sheva. Yeah, <laughs> like, and just, oh. <laughs> any horror elements they wanted or tried to include, because it really didn't feel like they did, is gone, because I have this constant companion with me all the time. The least scary game. That, that was an action game. Yeah. They... Like, 6 had a little bit in the Leon story, but 5 had nothing scary about it. I can't think of a single scary time in that game. Is it in 6? It was a fun game. Is it 6 where you just fucking shoot the president? Yeah, yeah. See, in 6, like, Leon at the start, like, kills the president. And his his story is a lot slower paced. It's a lot more like the older ones. No the other two, like though, for shooting the president. No, like no, nobody cares. <laughs> and you'd think the president would have a better system of protection in the middle of a zombie pandemic, too. Well, yeah. Not cause... just this guy that saved his daughter in, like, the early <laughs> 2000s and she tried to have sex with him or something. I can't remember what happened there. But Are you it's... Leon Kennedy, the guy who fucking destroyed a Spanish village? <laughs> yeah. Are you that guy who genocided those Spanish people who were, like, plagued by this demon, like, disease? Leon Classic just gives, like, Leon. some dinky one-liner, like usual. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> He's so cool. This that game, man, is so good. Leon is my favorite Resident Evil protagonist by far. I I think so too. They they getting to play as him again in the remake too, as like this new looking young mm-hmm. was so friggin' sweet. Like it, that game was amazing. Leon is a special character, and just the whole he's so comedic that his like thing is like it's a cop on the first day of the job, and then a zombie outbreak happens. <laughs> like it's just so silly, the whole idea of him. Wasn't it kind of that? Well, no, I guess that, that makes sense because it was a it was a big build up right to that final day of in Raccoon City where like out there was a big outbreak. Wasn't yeah. it? They were trying to like kind of keep it under wraps, and it was like. Oh, people are killing each other, and that's why they like called him in because it's like, oh, we need help. But yeah, and, and I think because the police chief was in on it, he was doing shady stuff with yeah. Umbrella. But like, it just started out as a bunch of homicides or something. Almost kind of like I think in this one they talk about how there's a bunch of homicides out in the mountains or something, right? And that's why they end up going out there because mm-hmm. this takes place kind of close by to that game I think to the time frame of that game yeah isn't it just a couple weeks a couple weeks I think so I think this is kind of the beginning of what then leads into numerous homicides and then literally everyone just eating each other's face off and the police station is the only safe place for some reason man uh, one of the things going into Resident Evil 3 remake is like I can't wait to see more of Raccoon City because it's like the police station is super fucking cool and super iconic, but it's like, once you're in the city, like, 
it's like on its last legs. Like it feels like the city itself is dead and it, like it has mere seconds and people are just holding like there's only a few people alive who like a guy hides in this like semi the back of a, a yeah the back of the truck yeah the guy, yeah because he just oh. is terrified and doesn't know what to do and and even there's like the little stories like the guy at the gun store the the kendo gun store yeah, yeah, yeah. and he like shoots his daughter or whatever because she turned her i don't even think he shoots her i think he just wants to be left there he's like just leave us just yeah. go and like stuff like that that's why i wish the third game was longer and yeah. i wish they really fleshed out more in the city sections because the parts where you're running around the city and there's like fires burning and zombies crawling out from under cars and stuff like it's so cool even, it's man, so scary the first like 30 minutes where you meet Brad and yeah and you're running, running through the streets and yeah. stuff it's they so done good that. they just killed Literally. Brad so fast <laughs> it's so funny he just shows up and dies like the first and like at the start too he just walks up he's just standing at this fence with 20 zombies and then they all push down the fence and you're just running with them and which stuff. is so it's... weird man because in the first game he bails like super hard <laughs> he just yeah he's he just, just gets in the up. helicopter and he's like fuck this <laughs> he comes back in the last like 20 minutes to help everyone's like hey how'd the investigation go guys <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like dead like <laughs> Three quarters of them are just gone. Hey, where's Wesker? <laughs> Literally. It's like, oh, but I brought a missile launcher in the, in the helicopter if anyone needed that like an hour ago. Chris, did you find a new girlfriend? Rebecca in the mansion? What? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, too, because the events of Resident Evil Zero take place like right before that. Mm -hmm. So Rebecca goes through the train thing with Billy, goes through this lab, fights all these zombies, but then because of the way the games came out, she's then in the canon story, goes to the mansion and just is completely clueless about, about everything. Like, like zero never happened kind she's of thing. She's pretty like badass in zero too, right? And then it's just like, she is, she is, she, she does. Cause she's kind of alone with Billy. That's like the whole, the mm -hmm. whole point of zero. And, and then she kind of like comes into her own, but then, yeah, you go to this game, which came out earlier before, I guess they had the plans for her. And she's just kind of, I don't know. She's like a medic. If you're there with Chris and she's just kind of there. <laughs> they should have like I don't know she got injured or something you know she can't like fight or some kind of reasoning on my playthrough too recently I didn't realize she was in this cowgirl outfit and I, I didn't realize That's it was like a different the, thing the Resident Evil 5 Chris I I completely forgot about that so I was like <laughs> what the hell is she wearing like is this normal and I completely forgot and I was like Oh, it's a skin. It's like, why is she dressed like this for the investigation? It's so unprofessional. I I always stick to OG outfits. I don't know why. <laughs> I I I changed just for the Chris. I did the five Chris just because I, I had to. I love him. Five Jill, like it's such an odd. There's something off about Five Jill, yeah. and even even that character in the game never really made sense like it was like she was evil because she had like a robot on her chest or something like yeah. that like wesker put like a thing on her it is kind of weird that they've messed up the continuity right because like the story of re1 is so well crafted in a sense the story is not even a main like the plot is okay yeah. in the mansion there's a lot of weird shit going on 
but it's really in the journals and the diaries and stuff that you it's find told out. through like yeah it's told through these background stories where you read about these experiments and these notes left from prisoners and these and they're creepy even, like, right these, yeah like the, they're disturbing the itchy tasty journal you know with, yeah 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 and the guy's no, like and- oh my my back is itching they put a big like patch on it and dead flesh is falling like whoa yeah or um even some of the lisa trevor ones where she's talking about her mom and stuff and you're reading through it's faces off to like yeah she thinks they're her mom oh it's so disturbing and it's sad because you're reading this in like her bedroom like you can see it's like her murky discarded bedroom underground that she sleeps in but she's got the fire going yeah, you get, and it's like you investigate. And it's like the fire looks like it's been freshly stoked. <laughs> She's just so like, good, uh, man. Gotta get a fire going. <laughs> she just goes out, chops some firewood with her like Hercules strength. <laughs> just comes in like <laughs> her story it's... ends super weird. She just like yeets herself off the side of a. I I found it so odd. Like I know it was kind of a cut in part that was cut out from the original game, but literally, like it just feels like there's all this build up, and then yeah, you do the the coffin thing, and then yeah, she just all right, just jumps, just fucking goes. You Fuck never hear from her. <laughs> literally, literally, she and she's just fucking gonzo for the rest of the <laughs> thing. And there's all this build up about her, like God. Uh, was it George Trevor or something like her yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. the architect and stuff? And it just kind of, I don't know. It was just like, oh, but I kind of would have liked a more satisfying ending, considering they tried to make you sympathize with this poor girl so much. And you just fucking, you, I don't know. You open her mom's coffin and get her oh. killed, basically. <laughs> One of the things that doesn't make sense to me is if you play as Jill, right? Like Barry's like, he's fucking with Lisa. You know what I mean? Like he he's always yeah. around. And then when you go down to the coffin, Barry's down there, and they, he never explains, like, what is going on. or, or He's always doing, like, strange things related to her. Or, yeah. or, yeah, like, around in her thing. Like, he's specifically investigating that for some reason. I noticed that, too, actually. I wonder hey, if it just because, like, he was working with Umbrella, right? If he knew about her and he, like, wanted to help or something? You know what, too? Like, that's part of Barry's character later in it, is that he's, like, the father figure. Because he has, like, that daughter Moira. So I could almost see that, where if he was aware of Lisa Trevor, that he would sympathize with her and Mm -hmm. try to almost, like, set her soul free, basically, I guess, by fucking letting her jump off a cliff with her mom's head. I don't don't know what he was planning, but... (laughs) If there's one thing I wish the series would do is just bring back Barry. I love him. Yo, you know what? Have you played Resident Evil Revelations 2? I haven't. I know he's in it. Yeah, Barry is really sick. He's a playable character. The only downfall is he's partnered with a child that has no gun. So basically the player that plays as Barry has all the fun and the other partner just like interacts and points at zombies and can see zombies through walls but barry has like his giant magnum and his like you know (laughs) ak and all this stuff it's barry's a good character even even back in the cheesy lines where he's like you were almost a jill sandwich (laughs) it's such a cool guy i love how they threw in like the homage to that line like they just what did he say? It was like, uh, like, oh, a few seconds later, and you would have fit nicely into a sandwich. Into a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and it just it sets off that little that little memory in your head. You're like, oh god, that fucking line. That line in the guy dying from the snake was like the best thing. Where he's like, ah, like I forget what he even says, but it's so like over exaggerated. Um, even some of his lines in the remake are still like kind of campy. Like it's still borderline cheese. Like he, you like walk back into a room with him, and he's like, oh, Jill, and it's like. What do you mean? I was right here. <laughs> and just his whole thing, like, right at the start, you walk in, he starts investigating this blood pool in the dining just hall for, like, at it for six hours. hours. And he's just like, <laughs> you, it's like, Barry, we don't have forensics. Like, what can you tell from the blood that we can't learn elsewhere? Like, he just literally sits there looking at the blood as if he's going to figure out where it came from, <laughs> which I don't think we ever do. <laughs> I love how if you bring the zombie back to him, you know, like, the first the first iconic oh, head yeah. turns on he waits There's the until, cut scene. He waits until that thing is like five inches away from his face <laughs> to just put it down. To just blast it with his gun. Like, he's just completely unfazed. And that was like, none of them have seen a zombie, I'm assuming, up to this point. Like, he was just like... Like, literally, like, first encounter with one, he's like, well, I better let it get close before, <laughs> before I take it out. Something that always bugged me... Like, any time I play, you know, like, Barry saves Jill from, like, the crushing room. Mm -hmm. And Jill is never like, yo, where the fuck have you been? Nobody ever questions the characters. Like, it's just what like, have you what were you doing? I got eaten by a fucking snake, man. What have you been doing? It's like, this house is so hostile. Why are we working separately when half of Bravo team is dead? <laughs> like, what? what is this? It's so they like treat it like an investigation, but like I said, they're in like warfare. Like people are fighting for their lives out there. I I think the whole Bravo team is, is like sending them in first and having that being like a set piece of the story is so smart because it's like here's like eight people who tried this before you and they're gone. They're fucking dead, man. <laughs> you walk in on Kenneth getting like eaten by that first zombie. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's in a lot of the games. They're like, yeah, Bravo team came and got wiped out, and you just find like pieces of their corpses and stuff in random places. It's like the the same as as Resident Evil Two remake when like there's still a couple <laughs> cops left. Yeah, yeah. And there's like Marvin's barely alive. There's like a couple guys, but it's like those were the guys who were supposed to solve this, and they're fucking gone. Yeah. You know, they're that's that was the person who was in charge. They always make just that dumb horror horror movie mistake of, all right, gang, let's split up. <laughs> let's split up. Let's split up. Literally, and it's like it just it makes no conceivable sense why after encountering a zombie they would split up and be like we can. We can handle this on our own, guys. Let's go do this. <laughs> and then, like, even to go in the laboratories alone and stuff like that, these, like, unknown labs underground behind the house. Mm-hmm. After fighting a giant plant. He's killed, like, yeah, all the shit throughout the game. You think he could, like, find a way to juke the dogs outside to just shoot them <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> Just fucking bail, literally. Literally, though, they, the whole, like, deterrent from leaving the mansion was these, like, three dogs outside the door. And, kills, <laughs> and then like, you go inside. Yeah, you go inside and kill the entire mansion and blow it up. But <laughs> for some reason, you couldn't kill three dogs outside and get back in a car. <laughs> Just go somewhere else. You know the justification, too, would be like, I can't leave Jill and Wesker. He, he went literally in <laughs> that line, out. too. Like, yo, literally in that line. I can't just leave Jill and Wesker behind. 
I'd be so, so fucking out here. I'd be like, they're dead. Bravo team's Dude. gone. They're definitely gone. And how? Honestly, honestly, if like... you play as Jill and you get like the second you get into the mansion, Barry and Wesker are there, but. Chris has just disappeared. He is just—he's just gone. It's—it's just, it's just like where did he go? Where? Who told him to walk off into a second fucking room? And you literally don't see this man until the last like thirty minutes of the game. He's, he's sitting like, in a prison yeah. cell. <laughs> You're just like, how did you get here? Like, who put you in here? Who did this? He, we were with Wesker. He's like that <laughs> meme of that kid who gives like the peace sign and then fades away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's just like yeah, the image, and he's just gone. On by the last image. as soon as he steps and into the mansion that's him he's like I'm out <laughs> it's just like where did you go that you could have disappeared and even too like whatever side character you didn't play as i just love how at the end you can just not go get them like it's like you can either go to that room and unlock those doors and get them or you can just walk out and the mansion blows up and you're just like oh we never ended up finding Chris. <laughs> that sucks. Yes, he, He's yes, he made it out. Five, though, don't worry. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll and be Rick. back. <laughs> just gorgeous. He, just absolutely gorgeous. He's ripped because the whole mansion fell on him and he dug his way out. <laughs> he climbed his way out and turned him into a man. <laughs> one, one of the things that always bugged me about the series is they just keep adding new characters and shit. And it's like I, I, I think that's the biggest problem with it you, now. And it's it's the story never mattered, but yeah, but like, it, but just, it got crazy. It got bonkers, like you said. Like it just got so out of control. And it's like, man, what happened to Rebecca? What's she up to? Like, what is yeah. what is Leon doing all the time? Like, what, what's he doing for twenty years at a time? <laughs> Literally, and and that that's the. The later games, they have these characters that people love to play as, and they exclude them to let you play as these randoms, where it's like Helena and Sheva, and they're not bad characters, but it's just like, just you guys have this away. solid cast of people that people want to play as, like, why yeah. not just, why keep adding all these people and all these complicated groups when you could just be like, no, man, like, here's Chris, like, I think people love Remake 2 so much, because it was just straight up like, here's Chris, here's Claire, just go just fucking go play like mm -hmm. and all these cool costumes like nascar driver claire and friggin <laughs> art like sheriff like, chris polygons. the ps1 like polygons like in metal gear is so cool so cool it's <laughs> like the flashlight is like stuck to the hand that's like straight <laughs> like a diamond <laughs> so good the, the black and white thing too is sick yeah 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 i definitely wish there was the more costumes in the first remake that would have been sick it it needed some. There was something... That's why I like it on PC, because you can just download these endless amounts of costume mods that people make. Mind you, a lot of them are lewd Claire mods, but there's, there's some solid... There's some solid costumes in there, too. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what, too? Like... I wish too, like with Resident Evil One, like this one here. I wish there was more costumes too when you beat it. Like you get a costume for beating each of the stories. That's kind of just like okay. Like it's not that great. Mm -hmm. But they really, with a remake like this, could go all out and just add all these different costumes and fun things and little skins and stuff. You they know, that's the the playable modes, right? The one where it's like um, super hard and item yeah. boxes are like singular. 
Yeah, it's like each one's. I forget the name of the mode, but yeah, like your item box is set to that room, basically. And then they have invisible enemy mode, which is kind of dumb. But <laughs> why would you play invisible? I do not understand that at all. Like, I can get it if you just like beaten the game three hundred times. You're looking for one more challenge, but like that doesn't even sound fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just sounds ridiculous. I remember going through the mansion and like the design of it. <clears throat> makes no sense sometimes, you know, it, like, <laughs> like the, like, the development design makes sense, but the in-game, the actual like, room architectures and stuff, where yeah, you, like, go from, like, this I, one type of hallway to a completely different rickety old shack room or something I, like that. I learned recently that it's supposed to be like that, because the guy who designed the mansion in-game yeah. is, like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I think in 7, they make jokes about that stuff in, like, the Baker household. Mm -hmm. You find notes that's, like, contractors being like, what the fuck? Why does he want to <laughs> add this to the house? But I, I thought the same thing about the first one. I didn't realize until way later that it was part of the the atmosphere of the house. Like, I just thought it was for the game, just to make the game look cool, you know what I mean? Like, let's have this room all gray and stone with knights in it, and then this room's like a normal jazz bar. <laughs> it's just so strange. Man, I, I didn't notice until recently, too, that in Resident Evil 2 and the remake, there's no bathrooms in the RPD. <clears throat> I never thought of that. I, I'm literally mapping the entire thing out. All I can think of, there's the shower room, but no actual there's no, bathroom. There's no toilets. Yo, the cops pee in the shower. That's <laughs> that's actually wild. That's never thought of that before. Well, considering you needed three medallions to get to the parking lot of the building, like, maybe we shouldn't be so surprised about the architecture. You're just like, sitting there, you're like, fuck, I want to go home. Who's got the medallion? <laughs> yeah, did anyone solve the statue puzzle with the lion yet? I really want to go home tonight, guys. <laughs> My family misses me. Like, it's just so absurd. That cop station is so weird. Um, that one, too, is, like, mismatched. Like, what did well, it, it used to be something else, right? It used right? to be like, an art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. I love it. Strange. I love Resident Evil. An art gallery repurposed into a cop station, but they left all the art gallery freaky <laughs> stuff. Somebody's just sit like the chief is just sitting there like man this shit is creepy why do we keep this man <laughs> why is there this scale of justice statue in the main hall of our thing like it's so scary somebody's like damn this is a bit on the nose <laughs> just the whole absurdity of like just puzzles in a house like just having to get this dog head medallion off of a painting and put it on this door so that the door unlocks and stuff. It's so I, Resident Evil. I like, so it, iconic. Though. You know what I mean? It's, it's so like, good. I'd yeah. so much rather play that than like an action game. Like, I love Resident literally, Evil 4, literally. but I just like playing 1 and 2 and 3 so much more. There's just something satisfying about mastering the house and stuff. Like, I, the first time I played it, the recent time I played it now, I, I told my brother, like, he was watching me play it, and he was like, oh, man, I'm going to get this game. But I was like, Josh, like, I'm having so much fucking fun right now. I, can't, I know it doesn't look like it. I know I look stressed, and I'm, like, counting ammo, and I'm running, but I am having so much goddamn fucking fun playing yeah. this game. <laughs> There's so many design choices to like the music you know how horror games try to like 
amp you up and get you excited by like throwing yeah. all this crazy like let's say like Bloodborne or something there's like crazy choir music going on chanting ladies yeah <laughs> this is like complete it's like super low tones simple like you know the howl of like the save room theme is like you know what I mean? A lot of games will give away their scares and their tension with the music just building up ahead of time where you're just like, oh, well, shit, it's clearly something's about to happen, but mm-hmm. this game doesn't give a fuck. Like, this game, the one solace is hearing that very calming save room music where you just, like, sit back in your chair and you're just like, fuck. Still, <laughs> it's, like, it's so creepy that it's like, man, it feels like something's <laughs> gonna kill me in here. It, it, literally, you're like, I wonder if something could come in here. Even in Resident Evil 2 Remake, I was like, I wonder if Nemesis will just walk in here for one of I, these. I always hid from Mr. X in there. I was like, I always baited him to the room and then, like, pop my head out and be like, oh, And just looked at him. Just, yeah. just watched him. It's the same. <laughs> just pop his hat off and stuff and then go back <laughs> in the room. <laughs> so good that's once in a while he catches you and just punches you in the face that's the one thing i didn't like about re2 i wish he could follow you in there you know what i mean i I, wish there was like nothing safe from him i think i i like that actually because i think if you're gonna go all the way with the tension that he builds then go all the way because he he derails your mastery of the house Mm -hmm. you get to a certain point and you just you have complete control of the house you feel good and then he has you running and just scrambling for the (laughs) second half and it's such a terrible time i loved it i i had to that took me a long time i had to keep turning it off and turning it on because it just it gives me anxiety the thought that he's always walking around it it stressed Mm -hmm. me out and you can hear him in the game i found it later too yeah, like, and he's actually rendered in parts of the house, so he actually is walking around the, sorry, the station, he actually is walking around the station, and that adds to it, man, we're just like, man, the more noise I make, the closer this motherfucker's gonna come, and then I'm gonna be running around screaming, literally, like literally, or you get stuck in, you get stuck in a room with him and, like, a hunter or whatever, like a, yeah. a like, a, a liquor, sorry, or him and three zombies. You're just like crying. Like when he's in the <laughs> library and you still have zombies oh. and you're trying to do the library things and stuff. Pull like the, the shelves. The shelves and stuff. Like I just wanted to cry because <laughs> I don't like stuff like that. I don't like having to hold something while things are walking at me and stuff. Yeah. It freaks me out, man. It's so scary. Oh, when you go through a door and he just appears there and punches the shit in. <laughs> he just hits you. Yeah. And he has to like crouch down into the door so this like hulking man now walks into the door and you're just run the opposite way man, for so me scary. it was my second playthrough and i was playing as claire and i was like i know the rpd i know what's gonna happen i know what's up and then you get to that corner it, and it happens so much earlier in claire's b game than oh in yeah and he rounds that corner i was like my confidence went from a hundred to minus 50 I started flipping out. I was like, I did not plan for this. This is terrifying. He's coming after me. Like, holy shit. Yo, literally completely subverted expectations because you, you have it all thought out. You're like, ah, I got until this, then I have to worry about him. And then he just shows up and you're just like, fuck. Like, this but whole then, thing is ruined. Then RE1 does the same thing. It's like, okay, I killed all the zombies in this room and burnt them. There's going to be no crimson heads and I got to run through this room. Then there's just hunters, hunters in the room. Hunters show up. And oh my god, dude. You're just the like, one, again, the, the room with the broken door, it just has like three hunters in it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and they like jump down from the staircase, like and land yeah. in front of you. And it, the game is like, it's like flight or, it's like fight or flight the simulator. <laughs> it's like, should yeah. I? In every interaction, it's like, do I fight or just run? Do I even it, bother? It, and they're so hard to run from. Like I, I, I think it's when you come back from the the outside of the house you get that cutscene, and you see it like climbing out of the sewer and just running straight into the house mm-hmm. and then in like a second later it just shows up in the hallway and starts slapping you around oh, and stuff and you're just terrible. like oh my god like and you literally have never fought anything that hostile up to that point maybe mm-hmm. besides the crimson heads or something but nothing that like jumps in the air and lands on you and like kills you right after yeah, it's so, so scary and again, like you said, like that completely derails your mastery of the house because you get all cocky at that point. You know your roots, and then suddenly you got to replay your roots because there's three fucking hunters in this room, <laughs> and you don't have enough shotgun shells to deal with it. So you're like, well, shit. Like, luckily Wesker comes back in at that point with a screwdriver and fixes the door for you for some <laughs> reason. Fixes the door handle to a, like a a random hallway, thinking you would need that instead of just kicking down the door because you guys have grenade launchers. Christmas way, I fixed the door. Literally, he just, like, leaves, like, a note, and he's just like, hey, I fixed that door for you in case you need it. It's just like, why'd you bring a toolbox, Wesker? That wasn't even part of the investigation, man. By the way, I found this chick in high-rise booty shorts. She says she knows you. (laughs) She's taking care of that guy who got bit by the giant basilisk in the (laughs) attic. (laughs) What is wrong with this place? Yo, I love, like, how you save that guy. What's his name? Richard? Richard, I think, yeah. yeah. you save him just to, like, kill him five seconds later. He just, like, sacrifices <laughs> himself. He literally... And on the Chris... I think it's on the Chris playthrough. He actually doesn't die from that. But you get to the shark room and a shark eats him instead. Yeah. It's just like, what the hell, man? That's, like, that's, I wanted... That's another one complaint I have about Resident Evil. Is they always throw away side characters. <laughs> For no reason. Like, like I, I think it was... RE6, where after you shoot the president, there's, like, another person with you, and I think yeah. he said, like, oh, my daughter, like, something like that. You and, find them, like, on a security camera, I think, or something. And you know the second that he's there, it's like, this character's gonna die in, like, ten seconds, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's always like I, that. I can't remember what happens. Don't you, like, get on the elevator and he's, like, infected? Or I, I can't even yeah, remember now, like but that. they they end up not coming with you in, like, ten seconds later. You always, like, bump into someone, and it's almost, it actually kind of reminds me of, like, Dead Space when you were younger. Like, Dead Space, you're always on your own. You'd see a character and just light up. You'd be like, oh, my God, another person. But they'd be on the other side of, like, a cage wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, they're like, Isaac, I need you to do this and just send you off. Just like this game. They're just like, hey, good to see you, but now you got to go do this. See ya. And you're just, again, on your own <laughs> I'm going to stand here and look at the blood on the floor. <laughs> just for, like, six hours or hmm, I better investigate this wall or this room and you're just like okay I'll just go run through the house and solve everything else then for you and they just like watch their teammates get mauled and like they don't even <laughs> say it to like Jill's not even like what she say she runs back into the room after watching Kenneth getting she's like Barry and he's like huh <laughs> does he does she even tell him that no. Kenneth died does she <laughs> I'd be like, I just watched fucking Kenneth got eaten, man. <laughs> Literally, she's like, Barry, help, please. And he's just like, okay. I know we're dunking on this game, but I just love it, man. It's, it, it's it's a good dunk, man. There's something so campy about Resident it's, Evil it's that like makes it good. It's like comical, but not like, 
a good cheese con like definitely cheesy is not always bad in a way it's like the game is still plenty freaky but the dialogue just like keeps a little bit of that campiness from the original and like kind of there's something kind of anime about the characters which is another <laughs> reason i really like resident evil is all the characters are kind of like anime characters like mm-hmm. wesker's just this blonde guy who wears like sunglasses and has glowing red eyes and superpowers secretly like it's so absurd but then it's in this serious setting where people are dying from terrorist zombie attacks and yeah. things like that like there's an organization selling mutated zombies to militaries and shit Wes- and then you got these funny characters the whole time wesker's like that typical rival kid like chris i always fucking hated you since we were shaking kids. his fist at him and stuff he's like damn you chris and <laughs> he's like um He's like the he's oh my god he's honestly the Aaron Yeager of Resident Evil. I he, he is he is yeah. I, I always hated you, Chris. I always, like, Chris just loves him. Chris is like crying. He's like, you put this scarf on me, Wesker. You I love. Me. I love when like it's revealed that Wesker is evil, and Chris is just like, <laughs> Wesker. You've become senile. <laughs> You're going senile. Man. It's just like, what are you? It was what so weird, so off-putting. I don't even know what he meant by that. Like, it was so weird. It would have been so much better if he like got angry and he's like, "Fuck you, Wesker." Fuck you, Wesker. Yeah, that's in the lab, right? Where you really yeah. realize it's when he releases the prototype the or whatever the fuck the yeah the tyrant that's he just right, like that's pulls right. out Barry's magnum and just like <laughs> dumb literally he's like this is my most powerful bio weapon and you pull out the, the magnum and load four rounds into it and it just dies Barry's <laughs> magnum dong he's so good Man. <laughs> Wesker is one of the best characters. I feel like they're going to have to do a big Wesker reveal in one of these later games eventually. I feel like eventually. they do they underuse him. Like, in Resident Evil 5, he just shows up at the end. It kind of just, they're like, oh yeah, I was the bad guy the whole time. Yeah. Like, you're kind of hunting those terrorists that are selling the weapons, and then it's like, oh, we were actually buying them from Wesker or whatever the whole time. And then he just kind of gone in a sense you know what i mean you fight him punch him into lava or something i can't remember something with lava something with i just remember him one-shotting me a lot at the top of a mountain it's like if you get anywhere near him he just knocks you into a a cutscene where you fall in the lava basically i remember just hating the game one of the fucking tropes about resident evil that i dislike is they always have that enemy that pursues you and it's like they're unkillable. Like, it makes sense yeah. with Nemesis, right? That's the point of the game. But every yeah. fucking game does that prior. It's like, oh, you killed the boss. Oh, no, he comes back five more times throughout the yeah. game. Like, the, the worst one was Jack in 7, where it was just yeah. like, fuck off, man. Like, Wesker's well, here he is, but even more tentacles <laughs> and more fucked up looking and just eyeballs everywhere now. See, Wesker should do that, but for the series as a whole it's like he just yeah can't put this guy down he just keeps coming back right yeah. and i guess that kind of was what they went for with having him come back in five but it was so like you said just so unexpected it was just like oh hey it's that guy that betrayed us in like 1990 whatever <laughs> like who the fuck are you and what are you doing here resident evil 7 and it looks like resident evil 8 it's like they're not 
they're they're going on with Ethan and like the big tall vampire. Like it looks like it has nothing to do. They're they're really branching it off into its own There's thing. Like I really like the new direction, shit. but I yeah, I really like the new direction. But I I it's not the same. Um, even like seven, the whole the whole twist was that the little girl was a bioweapon by Umbrella, but it was like she was like psychic and makes you mutilate yourself. And so mm. it just. It was this weird mix of like Outlast type of visual horror mm-hmm. and then Resident Evil together where it just I don't know it, it's good and bad it, it was different but the same I'm not even they, sure Again they should and, and, they should have just stuck with they should have just put Chris in the game like it didn't need to be I this other I think people st- would have loved that It right? should have been like, like instead of Ethan Chris looking for Claire, like it could have been Claire. Yeah, yeah. It, and they there was have... no need, and even now, like Ethan, it doesn't interest me as a character. I don't know how you feel, but it's like no, I don't care about him at all. Ethan Winters. When they said they were bringing him back, I was like, oh, okay, they're making him Great. like a big character. I, it, it's just stupid. The promotional material for eight is like, the story will come to an end. I hope it's fucking Ethan. Like I hope he just dies in the end. People kind of yeah. think it's, it's going to be Chris, and that's why he's back and old and shit. I hope well, it's just and Ethan. People think too. Like I don't know if you've seen, but people think that like Chris is bad in this one. Like yeah. he's like it has something to do with Ethan's child or Mia's child and Chris taking it or who knows. Like it's yeah. I'm not a big fan of Ethan. I liked being this kind of stand-in character in Seven when I was playing it, but having Ethan as part of the Resident Evil universe when you have all these wacky characters this is kind of weird. He doesn't yeah. really fit. And when you kind of find, like, he's just this guy rescuing his girlfriend, but then you find out the truth about your girlfriend, and it turns out she said she was a babysitter, but she's actually an umbrella operative transporting the bioweapon on a tanker. And it's just again, like, they, what? They made that super contained story at the start of 7, and then just, again, completely go off the rails with it. Go right into absurdity at the end. They're like, oh, you play that chapter as Mia, and you're like, oh, this is literally a Resident Evil off the rails like yeah, just going right back into like Resident Evil 6 shit yeah exactly exactly like, bro I could talk for hours about this <laughs> game like it is so good I feel Even... again I feel like we've been dunking on it so much but I, I'm so passionate <laughs> about this game I love it it's like good dunking like it's like dunking what makes it so charming like what's mm-hmm. so special about this game is it's individuality there's no game that's like this series or this game you you can't find it, this anywhere else it right? can't be like, stated like how impactful the first game was and then this on top of it like this game is like the gamecube generation of final fantasy 7 remake like this changed yeah, the game man, for yeah yeah like this was insane that um what was it uh the first game came out in 1996 this came out only six years later it's crazy. That that's look at fucked, the difference, man. Like, man! Holy shit! And they nailed it. They nailed like exactly what people wanted yeah. from this. You know, there's there's remakes that really just shaft it and go into this completely different direction. They knew what people liked about this game and made it better and just improved it so they, much. They kept it true to like all the visions. They added stuff to it with like Lisa Trevor. Yeah, and, and just improved upon every aspect, like. The survival actually... horror genre owes everything to this game. The only thing that could maybe be as influential is, like, Silent Hill 2. Yeah, yeah, Silent Hill and stuff would also kind of, you know, Konami's kind of version of this. Yeah. 
That actually, I, I was curious. Like, I really like the Resident Evil 2 remake, but would you have preferred if they remade it like this? Like, did did you want this type Ooh, of game? I don't know. I, I, was... I want both. I want to try to in this kind of form, yeah. but I'd love to remake at the same time. Like, it's That's, it's hard to say. It's, um, I was, I'm, thank, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I totally forgot about that. Like, if they made, like, let's say Resident Evil 9, do, do you, well, let, do you think the series could ever go back to a fixed camera angle? Because I don't. I don't think they'll ever do this again. I don't think like, it I would just... work, to be honest. You know what I mean? I don't know, like, how people, I don't think people would respond to it well. I think the mainstream gaming audience that is, like, Resident Evil now just would not on like feel it. i'm sure there's a lot of hardcores that would love it but this would turn so many people away i just think the numbers wouldn't be worth it for them to make people would be like what the hell i'm really glad it would have to be like a spin-off person. i know i know it's big time like i i was not a big fan of the first person to me that that seven i loved but it seemed almost like a mix of youtuber bait where like they saw how big outlast streaming was and they Mm. decided to make more of like a horror movie experience where you know you run and get grabbed by the scary guy and you have to run away i remember being younger and even thinking that like when they first showed gameplay i was like man this looks like youtuber stuff that people react to you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly crazy but on that kind of thing, yeah. I do. To me, I think the first person, the first person aspect of it, um, is in a sense like the fixed camera angles because it restricts your view, right? Yeah, like, yeah. What is fucking behind me? And you, you and that game, like it kind of had the same elements of these OG ones with like you know the items and the item management and like cranks and things too. So it it kind of similar in that sense where you don't know if something's behind you. You're looking for items in these little corners of the angles and the cameras. I'm honestly just excited to see what they do with eight. Like. I, I can't wait, man. My, my biggest like debate right now is, like, do I buy it on PC? Do I buy it on PlayStation 5 and I'm, get a PlayStation 5 for it? Like, I'm oh. glad it's coming up to, to PS4, honestly. I, it's going to be so good to play a new Resident Evil, man. Every time playing a new Resident Evil is so cool. Like It's just so terrifying, man, going in blind. It, literally. that the, My first playthrough of 7, of Remake 2, of Remake 3 are some of the fondest game memories I have. Even my first playthrough of this game, too, when I was mm-hmm. just so scared and just unloading every bullet I had into every zombie I saw only to realize that I should restart the game because I now have no ammo to fucking do anything like it I again I know we already mentioned it but like the journals in RE1 like even mm-hmm. the, even the stuff about um Lisa Trevor and her dad and shit you know what I mean it was like the George Trevor ending I, I'm not even for sure if this is where he dies but at one point you find the grave in the basement of the house that was like dug for him yeah. and I think it's like you put the plaque in it to get out but I th- for some reason I think he gets trapped in there or something so it's like they set him up and then left him in a secret room in front of his own grave with his name written on the thing it was yeah, so they, fucked like, up like the, um the, the guy was it the Spencers? The, yeah, the Spencers brought his family there because he knew the secret. And then in yes, the and they wouldn't let him leave. He's like, I know they're gonna kill me. He, he's like, I yeah. know I'll never be able to leave. And it's like, damn. Like, because he knew everything about the place, and, and like his wife, I think disappears at one point or something. Mm-hmm. And 
It's like oh, there's so for- many individual stories happening in this one house, you know? It's like, yeah, the, the guy who was like, didn't feed the dog, so the dogs are like staring at him all the time. Yeah, the that's that's dude. the. Oh man, there's so many good little little things, and they mean nothing if you don't ever touch them. But they're so. But then it's like you, you go out there I mean? and the dogs are out there. You know what I mean? And he and he mentions yeah, the dog with the collar and and, he's and you know out to there. blow the dog whistle and stuff and things like that. Or like it, it's it, it even like gives you hints for like some. Some of the bosses and stuff. It's like, oh. Yeah, they'll, they'll tell you. There's like the guy that was experimenting on Plant 42. And, plant and he, they, they talk baby. about. You can't tell me that's <laughs> not anything other than that. Yo, it's spot on. Spot on, actually. Plant 420. That's why, what an that's awful why plant. Wesker's so chill. He's just. He's, <laughs> he's just been working on Plant 420 in the lab all day. <laughs> the next game is just like, yo, Chris this way man chris hit this shit bro that's why his eyes are so red that's why his eyes glow fucking red red. it's literally like some kind of umbrella like drug or something he's like the zombies are just a front man this is what we've really been developing this is the the real bioterrorism chris it just takes a fat hit from a joint take over the world with this shit man That's actually what they were planning with the European guys. Those guys weren't zombies, right? That was actually they just hit really good umbrella weed and they got all angry and aggressive. <laughs> they that all was, that's Spanish, how it started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's and like real life. That game like never really scares me, but as soon as you hear somebody behind you chanting and shit, <laughs> it's like, oh my god. You're just walking and you're like, oh, no, no, no. Just like an axe hits you <laughs> oh, in the no, side no. of the head. Like, you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, Some chainsaw oh. guy just decapitates you and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you can't even react in time. The game actually gets really scary, I find, too. It's not scary, but when you get into the actual, like, the satanic mansion place and yeah. there's those blind guys that you have to shoot the bells with and stuff, <sighs> that made me cry as a kid, dude. Like, that that's freaky stuff. They're, like, blind but can only hear. Then you and get, you're in the cage with two of them at one point and stuff like that. You Leon front flipping through windows. And <laughs> Suplexing <superhero> zombies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The- Where'd everyone go? Bingo! <laughs> so good, <laughs> man. You brought um, Resident Evil Four camping this year, right? And and watching you play it, I rebought the game after we like after camping. I forgot about that. Yeah, and watching you play made me rebuy it on Switch. <laughs> man, that line killed me. I for- totally forgot about it. Well, I find the- I haven't played it much, but it, it's so fun to have on Switch. The the. Re- they're, I think they're called the regenerators or whatever. You have to, yeah, like, yeah. You have to like shoot, you shoot, shoot them in the special spots with yeah. the scope. The sound they make, oh my! Oh, God. I know. And you're in, and the lab is so like linear and isolated, and they're just they're there. Like you have no choice but to fight them. Basically, I think oh. that is easily like top three scary scariest things in Resident Evil for sure. Definitely the regenerators up there. I would say now like Mister X shot up there. I'd, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I'd put crimson heads in there. To be honest, like, crimson heads. Yeah, if you're going I, I can... blind, like man. Yeah, is... that. Or honestly, you know top scariest thing: re one voice acting. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> <The> original... <laughs> Barry's Barry's investigation skills are by far like the scariest thing. Can't can't just, like can't even figure out what kind of blood is on the floor. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's like so a blood good. sandwich. 
<laughs> he was actually, yeah, he was actually just test, taste testing it. He was trying to figure out, like, oh, I wonder if this belongs to anyone. He's like, <laughs> what Kenneth. the hell was he doing? Yeah, yeah, literally. That's the best part. It's like, I wonder who the fuck even died in that room and was, like, gone by that point. That's I would so love weird. a... Like a prequel to that game where you play as like an unknown member of stars or something and you have to like watch everyone die. Like in like a non a non RE zero prequel where you're actually in the mansion. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, like some random where you play as Kenneth <laughs> up till his death, his <laughs> untimely demise. <laughs> Again, you I know what you know what? Like I that would be cool if they remade like that like you know have you ever heard of Resident Evil Outbreak? Uh, isn't that, like, the files and, like, the... Yes! Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we are gonna find a way to play that someday, because it's... That would be so cool if there was, like, prequel stuff in that, where you play as scenarios, where you play as, like, Bravo Team, Bravo team or something, entering the mansion or some yeah, shit I like that. Yeah, I remember I, like, pitched this game idea to someone, I was like, yo, they should make a Resident Evil where it's, like, you're stuck in the RPD... And there's different survivors, and you have to, like, do things to get out and, like, try and survive. Yeah! And like, Yo, that's Resident Evil Outbreak, man. I was like, Yo, what? literally, literally, literally. There's, like, I think some of the scenarios have, like, six characters? I, I don't, I'm not even fully sure. I've never played mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, exactly. It's, like, this group of rando people, and you collaborate in multiplayer to try to, like, do these puzzles and stuff. It's such a cool idea. Again, they always try to do the multiplayer aspect of, like, oh, you know, like... When they did the multiplayer for three remake, and oh it's like always God. this actiony, like bullet the, sponge. The new, they they keep trying. I don't know who pitches these multiplayer games. Like uh, the umbrella, the one where you play as the four umbrella guys, mm-hmm. and then there was like the third person shooter. There's that one you're talking about, Resident Evil Resistance, the like uh, Dead by Daylight kind of parody. I guess mm-hmm. it would be. And then the new one now is going to come out with this RE anniversary where it's like a cel-shaded free-for-all where you just play as different a, random Resident Evil characters. Do an actual survival game. Like, do Honestly, a, man. Like, do they, a horde mode. You know what I mean? Bring back mercenaries. Bro, I love mercenaries. I put so much time into Resident Evil 5 because of mercenaries. Like, mm. I just play it over and over. That horde mode, even like Resident Evil Revelations 2 has like an RPG mode in their mercenaries where you actually level up and there's different things. And you could play that for like thousands of hours. It is so addicting. Make it make something like a Call of Duty Zombies even. You know what I mean? Do yeah, like a, like a, a defense kind of thing. Like, like man, a, the... Um, in Monster Hunter Rise, the Rampage. Have you played the Rampage? I love that. Defense? I love that. Casey just showed me that it. the other day. Imagine so sick, man. Akin to that in Resident Evil, where it's like you have to set yeah. up the RPD. To you defend. board up certain windows and things like that, and like get ready in the main hall or yeah, something before like, they all come. Like nail bomb traps or something. Yeah, you know I mean? like, yeah. Have a couple and, stun and, grenades. Yo. That would, and even seven had these elements like that where you could set traps and do things like that. That would be so fun to play, actually. Capcom hire us. That's all I gotta say. Yo, literally, literally. <laughs> I for every good decision Capcom makes, they're like Konami. They make like a random terrible decision, like <laughs> some kind of multiplayer game or something. Konami's some kind much of just... worse, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have compared that. Like, like, Capcom's definitely a bit dumb sometimes, but Konami's just like. 
What the fuck are they Konami's, doing? Konami, yeah, it's like there's not even humans working for Konami. Capcom is on an up and up right now between Monster Hunter Man. remaking the Resident Evil. They've been on just... an up and up for years. Remember when their like nickname was Crapcom? Crapcom, yeah, man, and just completely turned that around. Like, like they've it's... been, they've been on the ball with Devil May Cry, Monster Hunter, Resident Evil. Like it's, it's all been gravy, man. They just keep throwing out bangers, man. Bangers with these handsome anime characters with gorgeous <laughs> hair. It just, uh, there, there's so many good Capcom games to play. Um, you know, and so many coming out too. Devil May Cry I, too. I completely forgot that was Capcom, like big time. Uh, That's. You know, I actually meant to ask you too, since we're on the subject. Have you ever played the first Devil May Cry? I've never played a Devil May, May Cry, to be honest. Okay, well, first of all, we're going to have to play all the Devil May Cry someday. But the first <laughs> Devil May Cry, you know that was supposed to be like a Resident Evil game? Yeah, 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 I remember. Wasn't it supposed and, to be Resident Evil 4? It was. And when you play it and you see the way the game is laid out and stuff, you it is a Resident Evil game. But then you see how they added this like anime action hero Dante mm -hmm. and it slowly turned into this action fighting game. But there's this part of that game is a Resident Evil game. There's like fixed camera angles and little alcoves and libraries and rooms you investigate. But at the same time, you swing a sword and hit a thing in a 16 hit combo to unlock a door. Like it's this weird blend. Yeah. It's uh you should you should look a playthrough up or, or watch something like that because it's really fascinating to see how this was gonna be the last like Resident Evil in that style and then they fucking scrapped it and made four and <laughs> they made fucking Leon. Man, I love just a badass the alpha for Resident Evil Four. How it was like the super creepy, like I've actually never seen that. Uh, really? They 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 added like supernatural elements and they had like this ghost following Leon all the time and shit. What? Yeah, it's that, super so weird. it was a lot more akin to like a like a horror because they turned it more actiony, I guess. Yeah, yeah. is what. If, interesting. It's a completely different game. I think I think it had fixed camera angles too. I don't remember. I'll send you a link after we're done recording. It's, I'm actually yeah, I'm actually just looking it up right now too. It's, like, this, it's fascinating. Man, Cap, I always forget Capcom does or Street Fighter as well, man. That, jeez, yeah, legit, Street Fighter 2. Monster Hunter World I forgot. has gone on to sell almost 20 million copies. And Fucking man, over Rise that, is so Iceborne. good. Man, I didn't Rise think they would nail it with Rise. Games in a week, in a single weekend, four million. That's copies. like right under. That's like right under uh, World, isn't it? Wasn't World like five million or something? It's like right that? under that's... World, and it sold more than two and three remake when it came out. That's on insane. a limited cons on just the Switch, too. Yeah. Like, that's friggin' awesome. And it deserves it, man. That is a... I can't... When I sit there, like, even when I'm playing with you guys, I can't believe how well that game runs. Yes. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I'm just watching this... Uh, go on, go on. Apparently, it's because it's on the new online... Uh, the new online infrastructure. Remember th oh. that, that article came out that Nintendo's been using the same online infrastructure for since years. Like 2001. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they just implemented the new structure, and this game was the first one to do it. And it's killing. And you can it. tell. <laughs> it's so seamless when we all dropped into the lobby together and stuff. Like, it's so cool. It's just instant. 
Man, Sterling, is this Resident Evil, like, playable? This older version of it I somehow? I don't think so, to be honest. It's so interesting to watch. Like, you're right. It, it doesn't... It's not exactly a fixed camera angle. It, it's in one spot, but it's following Leon sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like a dynamic fixed camera. But he's just in this room right now. And there's just all these dolls on the sides. And then, like, one of them just falls over. And it's on the side of the screen. It's so interesting, actually. Oh, now all the dolls are getting up and fighting. It's I I kind of almost wish we got this game in a yeah. sense. I like I like what the game became, but this is very interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Looks a lot more like Silent Hill. It's got that kind of the action. fog, all that fog. Yeah, <laughs> that fog, the draw distance that they turned into atmosphere. <laughs> it's beautiful, actually. Okay, it's it's fucking midnight, man. What a <laughs> is there anything else you want to say? I think I'm alright, man. I think we, we discussed it. I'm fucking hyped for more Resident Evil. I hope this series never ends. I hope we're playing this like oh, Final Fantasy will. right into like, you know, Resident Evil 15, Resident Evil 16. It, um, it definitely will never end. <laughs> the story is just, just going to get more fucking They're bonkers. just going to, we're going to be up, yeah, like Neo X Umbrella the third and playing stuff. Playing as Leon as he's 80 years old still. <laughs> yeah. Front flipping out of windows, giving one-liners. He's got to rescue President Ashley from Chris or something. <laughs> it just keeps going. President Barry. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, like you said, I could talk about this game with you all fucking night. Literally, literally, man. Definitely. So good. You gotta come back on the podcast again. Is, oh, I'd love to, man. I'd love joy. to. Yo, you know, I play all kinds of games. Like, anytime, like Resident Evil, any of that stuff, I'm down to talk about anytime, man. That was fun. Was super fun. Man, but you're better at this than I am. You've been so fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, man, it's just talking about stuff I love. Like, I, I wish this was my job. I wish I didn't go to work today and did this, because I could have done this for 24 hours. I could have gone through the whole series with you. Like, I don't know. This is what I do, man. I love video games and stuff. I would, I would be so down for that, man. Thank you for coming, man. Thanks for... No, thanks I for... had fun, man. I was so excited when you said you were looking for people to talk about videos. I think I just sent you a list. I'm like, yo, I can talk about this. I can talk about this. I can talk about this. I was this. surprised, man. I wanted to ask the fellas and be like, yo, if any of you guys want to come on. But I didn't want to be pretentious and be like, of course anybody wants to come on. Like... When you messaged me, I was the like, opposite. I was nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know if he'll find me, like, entertaining. I, th I wonder if the other boys probably felt the same. Like, I guarantee you they wanted to talk about stuff, too. It's like the two-way street. You know, you feel that way, and we feel the same about coming on to the show. Nick, but uh, I'm glad I messaged, because I had so much fun talking about it. No, I, is, I was so excited to do this. This has been a fucking blast. I think this has been, a, like, a more perfect example of what I was going for theme-wise. Like, you and I talked a lot about our history at the beginning, right? We really yeah, we went deep. off the rails a little bit for that's a while. Fine. That's what I <laughs> yeah, it's good, yeah. I, um, I want viewers Well, it's called to... Memory Card Memoirs, right? Like, yeah. it's... Yeah, it's I, about our experiences. I want the viewers to get a sense of, like, who we are as people. Like, Interesting, those situations, and to hear about your first experience well, with the game... With of, your life too, right? Like that's how a lot of people experience games. Everybody, everybody who's ever played games is like, "Oh, I played this game when I was a kid," or "Oh, I have this crazy story to accompany when I played this game." 
Literally, like, a lot of my memories are associated with, like, games I was playing at the time. Like, Mm. I was like, oh, I remember when I was playing through Nier Automata, and you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh. Oh, I was was working the shit job, and, like, I just, like, coming home, and you know, like... And just sit there and playing every day. Like, it's... I think we're very similar in the sense where video games is our, our hobby, you know? It's not just, like, a side thing you do. It's, like, instead of going rock climbing play video games because you fucking love yeah, it like it's, it's it's not just it's, entertainment right like for me especially when i'm at work i'm thinking about games i'm thinking about same, same what man. i want to play when i get home when i listen to music i listen to video game soundtracks when i yeah, yeah. go to the gym i listen to video essays or podcasts and shit like it's it's my life and it's super dorky and dumb to say but it's like I'm passionate We're about it. We're in like the perfect about. era though, man. The perfect time zone to be so into it. Because now like <laughs> if this was the 90s, we would have got beaten up probably already. Someone would have called us a Poindexter. But you know what? <laughs> right now we're like cool. You know, it's cool. Everyone plays video games. It's weirder Thank- to not play video games. I know. Thank God for <laughs> Fortnite, man. Made video games <laughs> Literally cool. mainstreaming Minecraft and Fortnite made us cooler. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I never hate. I'll never hate on those games because they, they brought us... <laughs> Literally. Thanks, Ninja. Thanks, Ninja and Drake. Could also give a bit of credit to Dragon Ball Z for bringing anime a little more to the forefront. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, man. <laughs> Fuck. Alright. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, if man. Anytime. Come on again soon. Again, Definitely. maybe even for more Resident Evil or for whatever we do in the future. Anything, man. Yeah, I'm down for it. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back soon with more episodes. Do you have... I know, like, you you kind of don't. Do you have anything to plug? Do you Honestly, no, I do. you at Lowe's? <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I'm very busy, actually, so it's, uh, avoid that if you can. Right, no, I literally Head to the nothing. lumber yard at Lowe's. <laughs> Nate's, Nate's the manager. I'm not dunking on you from your job. It's just funny to like, no, plug something like that. I was going to say, I have nothing of, yeah, I have no media for you guys to look at. But if you want to come by like two by fours from me or something, man, like, the lumber is fire me. lately. It, it is. It's selling like hotcakes. It is. It actually is. It's sad. People are very angry with me about that for some reason. But. I, th- I think that's that was cool, though, is, like, everyone I've had on previously, like, has that game side hustle, and <laughs> you're just, like, a personal friend who it's like, yo, we can just fucking get into games, you know? It, like, yeah, yeah, that's, it's, it's, like, our spare time thing, right? It's, like, the same as, like, just having a drink around the fire camping and just, like, going on about games while everyone else is, like talking about getting so I can't wait to be shit. present with the video games at the campsite and talking about it too like we should just bring mics and record what we talk about at the camp we're there literally like Jesse shut the fuck up and quit being so drunk man I'm trying to record <laughs> Nathan could you imagine Nathan oh man it would <laughs> that would be Yo, a mess it'd be so funny let's do a fellas podcast with like you Jesse Nathan I don't even know who else. Uh, I'd love to, man. I think it'd be, be fun. sick. We we talk so casually Casey? all the time. How yeah, yeah. I, throw Casey. Casey. I was gonna say you Fuck threw out guy. your fucking rival. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your anime rival. Halfway through the episode, we just started playing Smash. <laughs> Literally. 
I actually, I wish I had been in Ottawa with you guys at the time, because I, I was in Guelph and stuff, but I was, the whole time I was like, man, like, we played online a couple times and things like yeah. that, <laughs> it's like, I really wanted to be there sometimes, was, you know what I mean? Like, I think Casey, for me, really saved that, like, part of my life, like, yeah, not, yeah, like, literally enough. saved me, but, like, he made my time in Ottawa way more enjoyable. It, it was fun probably living with him, man. Like, Casey's it was, a blast. Well, He's... Yeah, because like I said, like, up at that time, and it's like, I'm just sitting in my room being lonely, but then it's like, I'll just walk across the house and go see what Casey's up to. See and what he'll Casey's just be like, doing. He'll just be, like, in his room looking at crypto and shit and <laughs> ordering food because he, he doesn't cook and he's got Yeah, all he does job. is order food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Casey's like, always down for, like, gaming and stuff. I love Casey for that. I'd always go to his room and be like, yo, let's order pizza. And he's like, can you afford it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> but you can, man. Yeah. You make that's so much the, money. It's like, that's what you get for getting a good programmer job, Casey. <laughs> You're now a sugar daddy for the rest of your life. I will 100% admit I tried to, to leech off him. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. He has he makes a lot of money, so that, that's fair. You gotta, you know what? He was a good friend. He was a good friend. That's I he think is. he'd understand. He'd the understand. All right, man. That's it. We gotta go. We're we gotta get. Yeah, we gotta shut this up. Goodbye, everyone. Love you guys.